0: Third chapter, Isaiah fifty-three. We're going to start reading this morning in verse number one. got a word for you today? Yes, I Are you going to hear it? Yes, I if you'll hear it, it'll change. If you'll hear it, it'll do something for you. <laughs> Verse number one. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form or comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely, surely he hath borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes, we are healed. Pray with him. Father, I ask that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we would know what's the hope of your calling and what is the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. And what's the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe, according to the working of your mighty power, which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in heavenly places? And I ask that you would grant us, according to the riches of your glory, to be strengthened with might by your spirit in our inner man, that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that we being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, so that we'd be filled with all the fullness of God. Holy Spirit, I ask you for divine utterance this morning, that you would help me to communicate the heart of the Father to us, your people. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Now, there's some profound words in this passage of Scripture that I read this morning, but I want to start out first in verse number one. I think there's some things that our hearts need to catch, that we need to take a hold of. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? There's a powerful truth that is in that passage of Scripture if we didn't get any farther than that one. Here Isaiah is prophesying. He has seen things in the spirit realm before they ever came to pass in the natural realm. God sees things years Hundreds of years. Thousands of years. He has the ability to do this. Before it ever. Happens on the earth. Nothing takes him by surprise. And if he's not scared of it. We don't need to be scared of it. But we need to embrace. What he's saying here. And Isaiah is prophesying this. This he's speaking it forth by the spirit of god and he says starts here who hath believed our report now when you are faced with a problem or a situation that you don't know what to do with in life many times what we will do we'll take and we'll go ask a friend who's clueless Absolutely clueless about what really needs to be done. If there's somebody that we should ask, it would be somebody who knows. Is that fair? No. Who do you want? Do you want somebody who thinks that they know? Or do you want somebody who knows? When it's your life, brothers and sisters, don't play around in somebody else's hands. Play around. No, don't play around at all. Get the information from the one who knows. And Isaiah here is prophesying. He's speaking something forth that's going to take place several hundred years later. But he already sees it because God is revealing it to him. He's showing it to him. Because he's got to put it out. See, when God wants to do something, he has to speak it into the earth. In the Garden of Eden, he was already speaking about becoming Messiah. Right after that act had taken place and man had walked away from God, he was already prophesying the fix, the cure. And now Isaiah is picking up on it. And he's seeing it. There's been people that's got glimpses of it all throughout time. And now he's seen something with more clarity. Because God is revealing it. And he pins these words because these words are, are in his spirit. And he sees it. Brothers and sisters, God's got words over every life in here. He's already penned. He's already written it in a book. He already knows. He sees the end from the beginning. And he's doing everything within his power to get us to the end of what he sees. Because he sees the finished work. And just as we were singing, we might see ourselves just as a glob of clay. But he doesn't see just a gob of clay. He sees a finished work. He sees a vessel. But it takes something on our part for all of this to transpire. It just doesn't happen by accident. One of it is right here who hath believed our report? Or another way of saying that is who believes what God says? See, believing carries more weight to it than what a lot of times that we aspire when we say the word belief. When you really believe something, in the scripture, it paints this picture. Something that you trust in, adhere to, or rely on. And if we're not, we're not believing. We might be doing something, but believing is not what it is. Because believing carries this quality with it. And he says, who has believed our report? We say, I believe the report of the Lord. How many would say that today? I believe what God says. But do you believe what God says enough to hang your hat on it? Do you believe what God says enough to go after it? To turn loose of everything else and believe what he said. If not, we're aspiring to believe, but we're not believing. And here is the picture that he's saying, who hath believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord extended? Now there's two things that I see when it comes to the things of God, and that's what I see for right now in my my, mind's eye and my heart's eye. And that is, when someone has their hand extended, they're they're either doing one or two things. They're welcoming you to come closer, or, or they're Wanting you to receive what they have. They're giving you permission to receive it. Not believing him causes him not to be able to extend his hand. I thought God could do anything he wants. You know, we carry a lot more weight in the kingdom of God than what we think because it's not all what he wants because he looks back at us and said, because he's made us with a free will and he wants us to want what he wants but he won't impose on us To make us take what he has. If we want what he has. We're going to have to. Believe the report. Or we're going to have to. Step toward him. Believing is moving closer to him. So. In that who has believed the report. Say I believe that. When we believe it. That's a good, that's, that's faith in Kurt right there, what Kurt said. I believe it. I don't just think about this, I believe it. Now, the arm of the Lord is extended. And when his arm reaches out, just like when your arm reaches out and somebody's there and he said, that's our response. When he reaches out To give us something. He doesn't do it like. This is the carrot. This is the carrot. (laughs) God doesn't play those games. We play those games. But God doesn't play those games. He doesn't dangle a carrot in front of us. He simply asks us. Do you believe me? And if we believe him, something automatically happens. His arm starts moving from here to here. And he's got something. He's either doing one or two things with what I'm seeing right now. There's probably more. But he's got his arm out and he's saying, come close. Don't say where you're at. Or he's saying, I've got this for you, but you're going to have to receive it. You're going to have to reach out your hand and take it. It's not like he's going to stand over here and say, oh, Lord, I need this. and he's a, And he throws it over there to you. God's not a haphazard God. He's a God on purpose. Believe in him for something paints a picture. It isolates a certain thing that we're believing. So that his, And his hand reaches out. And faith reaches out and takes a hold of what's in his hand. If not, he's just sitting there with hands wide open and we're standing there with empty hands saying why, why, why?" instead of receiving what he has to say. And when we receive what he has to say, the arm folds out, and like I said, either beckons us to come closer, because in His presence, the scripture says, is fullness of joy. You can come, you can hear what he says, and you can be just as sad and down as it comes. But you will not stay that way in the presence of God. And somebody said, they be still downcast, and they say, where have you been? They said, I've been in the presence of God. And I'm going to say, no you ain't." You may have been aspiring to be in the presence of God. You might have been on your way to the presence of God. (laughs) But you weren't in the presence of God. Because if you're in the presence of God, something's going to change. Is it true? Do we believe that enough to hang our hat on? Do we believe that enough to allow ourselves to move, not to stay stuck in that position, but to move toward him? Believing is the prerequisite or goes before receiving. Oh, it's the Father's heart to give, but It's up to us to do do, do, the receiving. You say, I don't know how to receive from him. Let me tell you, you do know how to receive from him. Let Let me paint a picture with some words. The day that you got born in, The day that you gave your life to Jesus, you acted on what he said right here in this verse of scripture. And you saw it take place. You believed in Jesus with your heart. You confessed him with your mouth. And when you did, that was believing the report of the Lord. And once you did that, the arm of the Lord was extended. And what did he do? He pulled you to himself. And he did something that is so phenomenal. He made you a new creature. You're not a made-over new creature. You are a new creature. He put a new spirit within you. He put a, He made your life come alive. And you're living on the benefit of it today because God welcomed you in but he also extended his hand, his arm and gave you something. That wasn't all that Isaiah saw. But there was a powerful truth just in that One portion. And brothers and sisters, there's so much more that God wants us to give us. And for us to realize that he's already given us so that we can walk in. Now, there's two words that are really churning in my heart. And they are the words, go down to verse number four. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Stop right there. There's more, but that's where I want to dwell at today for just a few minutes. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And we probably won't get but one word out of this whole verse today. But if we can get a hold of that one verse. And we can get a hold of that one word. Because I am a firm believer in this. One word from God can change the rest of your life. And the word for today is the word Born. Surely he hath born. I looked up that word surely, and it meant of a truth or truly. Truly and surely could be substituted or flip-flop for each other. So when Isaiah said, Of a truth, I'm saying this to to you. Who hath bel- will you believe this report? <clears throat> if you'll believe this report, If you will catch this one word, it will transform your thinking. It will transform your life or change your life. And that is the word here, born. Now, let me tell you how God could take and look forward in time. And why would he use a word like this? That we would think meant one thing, and God said it meant something else. Or maybe it could mean they cross over and overlap. The word born is the Hebrew word NASA. Have you ever heard the word NASA before?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is NASA? Program. The space program of the United States. Now, Isn't it ironic that the United States would have these these letters abbreviated N-A-S-A, and God said that N-A-S-A meant something. Born. That as, when the space program came into play, it it was just about the era of time that I was born. It happened in the 60s. It was a brainstorm maybe before, but it didn't have really any action to it until in the 60s. Nobody had ever been to the moon. Nobody had ever been into outer space. But during the space exploration days and the early pioneering, that's what they called it, pioneering, going where man has never gone before, And brothers and sisters, God's got some places that you've never gone before, but he wants you to get there. And in this here word, NASA, God knew about it thousands of years before the United States ever had a clue about it. And what that word NASA bore means is to lift off to take something off of you. And brothers and sisters, in believing the report of the Lord, there's something that God has a goal to happen in your life. And the things that you've been weighted down with, carrying for so long, and a lot of times we think that we're heroes and heroines because we are taking something that we had no business taking before because Jesus died or Jesus bore them so that we wouldn't have to bear them. We're not heroes by doing it. We're oppressed and massed down because we're doing something we were never designed to do. So Jesus can't bear anything If we are the ones who's got to bear it. Or we think that we have to bear it. Is that true? It is the truth. Scripture proves it out. Here Isaiah, Isaiah is seeing this and he's prophesying it. He's speaking it out hundreds of years before Jesus ever got there. And he said there's one coming. There's one coming, and he's going to bear your griefs. Have you had any griefs that you've had to carry? Let me rephrase that. Have you had any griefs that you've been carrying? I'm going to say something to us, and I believe it's by the Spirit of God. You didn't have to carry it. You may be carrying them, but you don't have to carry them. Mm -hmm. You weren't designed to carry them. Jesus was designed to carry them. Mm -hmm. He was our substitute. Mm -hmm. So it would be a great day to make an exchange. To take what He says, to believe the report of the Lord, so that His hand can be extended so we can take something off of us. But if we are so happy to take it, we tie his hands so that he can't take it. Who has, re- who has believed the report of the Lord? To whom is the arm of the Lord extended? There's people in this room that have faced horrible things. There's people in this room that have experienced terrible things. But I'm going to tell you this morning, Jesus does not want you carrying that weight of that thing anymore. He's got a great exchange program. But we've got to roll it over on him and allow him to do what only he can do. Now, here's a picture of carrying. Curtis, come here, man. I need you. You don't want me to carry it. Huh? Stand up there in that chair. In it? Yeah, in it. Now. I ain't going to carry it far. <laughs> but you carry it in. But I'm carrying him. He's not carrying himself, I'm carrying him. I won't be carrying him. <laughs> now, peace of love. Thank you. <laughs> I with the ladder. lighter. What Sandy said, I should have got Bobby. Well, he ain't a sack of potatoes, neither When you grab a hold of him, brothers and sisters, I could carry Curtis for a little while, but I couldn't carry him. But so long, because I don't have the strength and the stamina to be able to do it. But Jesus can carry Amen. what you've got. Thank you, Lord. And one of the pictures in this analogy that, or this prophecy that Isaiah is portraying to the people is that there's griefs and sorrows that you have. There's things that you have experienced in your life that have been a weight on you. And you've been diligent, and you struggle and push through, but he's saying today, there's no need for you to keep carrying this. Roll this over on him. Now, here's the picture. If you'll, if you'll hear the report of the Lord. Here he is, Jesus. He'll get down underneath of all of that weight. And he'll put it all on his shoulders. And he will get up and he will lift that weight off of him. You've seen pictures in movies and all that somebody's trapped underneath of an automobile and they can't get out, they have the, don't have the ability to get yourself out from under that weight of that vehicle. And something kicks into a person and they lift that car Enough to get for that person to get out from under it. Jesus is not only wanting to take and lift you, lift that thing up so you can get out from under it, He's wanting to remove it totally from you. This is one of the reasons that in His presence there's fullness of joy. Because the thing that caused you to be heavy. Has now been removed. And a lot of times, something that's been heavy on you at one time, it affects you at different times. And it can affect you when you least expect it. But He wants to remove those things, that all that they were was a memory. But it has you captive no more. That's our Jesus. That's our Jesus. He doesn't want that weight on you. He wants you free. How do I know he wants you free? Because of the price he paid. Now Isaiah prophesied this. When he started out in those words. Who hath believed our report? Do you believe what I'm saying? I'm here prophesying just like Isaiah was prophesying. Do you believe the report of the Lord? If you believe the report of the Lord, you can have his hand extended. If you don't believe his report, you tie his hands. It's a great day for a transfer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Get rid of that load. Oh, Lord, I could take it if you just lighten it. He's not in the lightning business, he's in the bearing business. He has the ability, he has the means to get underneath of the whole thing and lift it off of you just like it was in the pioneer days of space exploration. Here they were, all of these scientists had had built this rocket. Had no clue really what a rocket looked like. It looked like a big bullet facing toward the sky and put enough explosives. Ex- explosive, that's what it boiled down to engines to make that thing rise up from from where it's here on the earth and take it into outer space. Enough power to be able to do that. And when they got ready for to to do it, they did a countdown. Ten. Nine eight. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And they said, Houston, we have the liftoff. And you saw those rockets kicking. In. And you saw that thing start lifting from its structure that was holding it. And it starts going up in the sky. Nobody had ever seen that before. Nobody had ever experienced that before. Brothers and sisters, God's got some things for you today. And he wants you to experience. If there's cooperation, you can hear him say, we have liftoff. We have liftoff. Don't stay bound when Jesus is here to make you free.
1: Amen. Thank you,
0: Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't stay Hallelujah. bound when Jesus is here to make you free. Hallelujah. Who wants to receive that today? Amen. Amen.
1: Who Amen. wants to receive it? Hallelujah.
0: If you want to receive it,
1: Hallelujah. move from
0: where you're at and come up here. I want to pray for you.
1: Hallelujah.
0: I want to pray. I want to put my hands on somebody. Yes, to receive the power I'm of God. I think, <laughs> hallelujah, we got a receiver in the house in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. receive, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you for taking that weight. Thank you, Lord, for taking that weight.
1: Yes. Thank, you, Lord, taking that
0: weight. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for taking that weight. Thank you, Lord, for taking that weight. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank You, Lord, for taking that weight. Thank You, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank You, Lord. Hallelujah. Stand up there and praise. Stand up there and praise. Praise God Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Receive in the name of Jesus. Thank You, Lord.
1: Thank You, Lord.
0: Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You. Hallelujah. Amen. Receive. Yes. Lord, in the name of Jesus.
1: Thank in Lord. Receive. Thank you, Lord. See, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, this anointing thank that's on Stacy.
0: this anointing Lord, that's on the neighbor,
1: let it between the two of them. Father, you, there's a mighty work, a mighty thing that you want to do in
0: their life, in their family, in their situation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I receive it. I receive it in Jesus' name. I receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Raise her up to your glory. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank
0: you, Jesus. Yes, Hallelujah. 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 I believe re- the report of the Lord. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I believe the report of the Lord. Yes.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Yes. Thank you, Jesus. I want His hand extended to me. Yes. Hallelujah. See, believing has a corresponding action.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank
0: you. Believing has a corresponding action. It's not just something that you do in your Thank head. You
1: yes. yes. in, to, yes. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
0: It's an act of faith.
1: That we trust
0: in, adhere to, and rely on.
1: We move toward him.
0: Because he's moving toward us.
1: Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. In the name of Jesus, receive. Hallelujah. I I let it go. I let it go. I let it go. I let it go. Jesus. Jesus. You're here. You're here taking that off of me. I'm not struggling with you. I'm not fighting with you. I'm letting this thing go. Thank you, Lord. And tell the enemy, you ain't putting it back. You ain't putting it back.
1: You ain't putting it back. back.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for taking this. Thank you, Jesus, for taking this. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. You ain't putting it back. Thank you, Jesus. 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 You bore it.
1: Yes, amen. You bore it. Yes. You bore it. Hallelujah.
0: You bore it. You bore it. You bore it. You bore it. And you bore it for me.
1: Thank you, Lord.
0: you, bore it for me.
1: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, amen.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank, you,
1: Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank, you, Thank you, Lord.
0: Anybody else want to receive? Anybody else want to make a transaction today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Hallelujah. Lift it up your hands. Thank you, Lord, for lifting this off of me. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for lifting this off of me. Yes, I, I receive it in Jesus' name. Yes, thank you, Lord Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you,
1: Jesus.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! <laughs> you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> he turned my morning
1: into
0: thank dancing. You Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Jesus. <laughs>
1: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Lift your hands up and let's praise before you Father, I thank yes, Lord. You. You are Jesus. the burden bearer, yes. Jesus. Thank
1: You, Lord.
0: thank You, Lord. Yes, thank you you bore it. That's a plug for tonight. We're having service tonight at 6 o'clock. You got part number one? Come and get part number two. Stand with me. Let's believe God. Jesus, I thank you. You met me where I'm at. You loved me enough not to leave me where I'm at. I'm going to quit fighting against you and start cooperating with you. you. I speak your blessing over us, your people. That as we go, we go in the blessing of God. As we go, we go in the provision of God. And I thank you. In Jesus' name, Amen. (laughs)
1: Thank <laughs>